done. Well, it's been a fantastic and a wonderful quarter. This second quarter, right from the beginning, I don't know about you, every service I've come to since the 1st of April, it's just been war service, that's all I can say. God has been speaking, God has been ministering to me, and I'm sure it's the same. There has been revelations, there has been messages, there's been an encounter with God. And I hope each and every one of us has been experiencing it. It's uh, Q2, quarter two. It's the end of April, but it's not the end of the quarter. It's the end of April, it's not the end of uh, unhindered joy and progress. God is still at work in you and I. So today I'm going to, going to be teaching about walking in joy. Walking in joy at all times. Joy is a very, it's a, quite, it's a popular name. A lot of girls, good black and Caucasians, they like the name joy. Joy is such a beautiful, it's a beautiful name and a lot of people Inside. It's a beautiful emotion and each and every one of us desires, desires it to have joy, to have joy. What is this great joy? We want joy. And this month, um, the man of God declared that this month is a month of unhindered joy and unhindered progress. Joy is very different from happiness. At times, they inter-switch, people inter-switch it, but it's really, really different. The joy we're talking about as believers is very different from the joy people want there. They go, they, oh, I want to be high, so they go and take something to be high. Our joy doesn't come from the outside, our joy comes from within. It's a joy, it's an emotion that is ingrained and is in-depth in us. It's not just something, if you buy a new car, you're very happy. In another three years, four years, my car is old and I want something new. So you forget about that joy, about that happiness. But joy comes, as a believer, joy comes from God. Um, in the book of John, John chapter 15, verse 11, it says, John 15, 11, if we're there. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. God's will for us is to live in complete and full joy. There's no half measure about it. Jesus said it. He said, I tell you these words. I tell you my commands so that the joy that is in me, when you live in those words, the joy that is in me will be in you too. So that's the joy I'm, I'm talking about this evening. It's not, it's not the joy um, that the unbeliever gets from buying a new yacht or a new Porsche or a new 50-bedroom property. And then the next day want to sell it because that 50-bedroom property is not in the good area. It's not in the happening area anymore. It's a joy that you feel irrespective of your circumstance. It's a joy that you have. You carry it within you. Even when they make you redundant, it doesn't matter. 
you will be sad, but the joy doesn't go away because it's ingrained, it's in your heart. It's, it's the presence of God that you carry in you. Um, test, um, first of April, trumpet night, I was really on high. I danced as never before because that morning, as I was going to work and I was driving, I heard God speaking to me. He spoke to me as if he was sitting next to me. I shared it with Pastor Bola and Pastor Eddie. I said, this is what God told me. And it has come to, it's already come to pass. And I, kick, um, I danced like, not, like I've never danced before, sweating, and went home. Not an early sleeper, went to bed, past 12, dozed up, 1.30. Phone rang, looked at it. It was my sister in Nigeria. I didn't want to answer it, but and I looked at 133, why is she calling me? And I passed it on to my husband, Pastor Toju. So I said, please answer that call. I'm not in the mood. And that's true. And I could hear her. She was sobbing and she was crying. And I turned and I said, who died? That's what I said. I said, who died? She said, he said, I'm not talking to you. I said, I can hear her. Who? And she said, and he couldn't hide it, and he said, my immediate younger brother had passed, had just passed, wasn't sick, suddenly, heart attack, and he was gone. This was, when the phone dropped and I cried, uh, cried, I sat and I was asking God, I said, this is supposed to be my month of unhindered joy and unhindered progress. This is not joy. My brother has just died. This, my, this is not progress. We were five and now we are four. That cannot be progress. And I kept, I was hurting. I, was, I kept asking God. I said, why didn't you tell me? He's been sick before and I've been, I've given testimony. I've been woken up to pray for him. And I pray and then within an hour, I said, God, I said, you know, we've just rushed him to hospital. And, you know, he's okay. And God, um, God has, I said, said I, you know, I was praying. God woke me up and I was going, why didn't you wake me, Lord? Why didn't you? I could have prayed for him. I could have asked the prayer team to pray for him so he wouldn't die. Why? Why, God? Why? But you spoke to me this morning. Why didn't you speak to me? I asked him. I asked that question in my grief, in my sorrow. I was, uh, one thing I was glad, I was never angry. I was never angry. And I got a lot of um, uh, counsel from Pastor Bola and Pastor Eddie. So I wasn't angry, but I kept asking God, why? Why? Why have you taken my sorrow? And it, he didn't answer me for about a week or two. And in the second week, he answered me. He said, I didn't take your sorrow. I spoke to you that morning before I took your brother because I wanted you to know that I'm still God. I'm still God. He wants you to start doubting that there's no God so that you will know that I spoke to you and what I said came to pass within a few hours and then your brother died. It doesn't mean that I'm not there. And I trusted him to know that what he's done, like the Bible says that all things work together for, those, for, for the good of those who who are called to his purpose. Thank you. So I refused. 
I refuse to allow the enemy steal my joy. I refuse to start doubting my relationship with God because I know that what he has for me, if he says unhindered joy, that means nothing, no de not death, not breaking, broken relationship, no, not finances can take that joy from me. It is God who gave me that joy, and it's only God who can take it. I, told, I, I gave that story to, to let you know that amongst us, whether you're a believer, uh, what happens to the unbeliever happens to you as a believer. We suffer loss. We suffer loss of jobs. We suffer illness. We suffer everything that the unbeliever suffers. But us, uh, even in that midst of suffering, I want you to know that God is still there. And if you have that realization that whatever it is you are going through, that your, your joy is not determined by, this, by your circumstance, you will be able to stand tall. Right? Like the Bible says, that weeping may endure for a night. Surely joy comes in the morning. God is there for you. It doesn't matter. It's a month of unhindered joy. It doesn't matter that in this month of unhindered joy, that's when you got that negative report. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that this month of unhindered joy that you saw that as pastor declared that word and you began to pray, that devil in the form of your manager or team leader, God will remove. Instead, she's still there. Screwing it. Pinching you. Making life better making life even worse than it was before. But God is still there. Don't let them steal your joy. Because your joy does not come from your job. Your joy does not come from your manager. Your joy comes from Jehovah God Almighty. That's, and so we, are, we, have, we can. We are able to walk in joy at all times. I'm not saying that when we walk in joy that we don't sorrow. But I don't say you don't cry. I cry. I'm still crying because my brother has not been buried. I'm still, when I think about him, I still cry. But I don't let, I don't let my life be overcome by, by sorrow. There's, there are too many things to make one happy. I think about the happiness. I, I knew him for 52 years. He's younger than me. So I had a life with him for 52 years. And God was so faithful. This time last year, I told Pastor B, I said, I'm going to Nigeria. And she looked at me. She said, why are you going to Nigeria? You're not one of those that go to Nigeria at all. Because she knows my husband goes to Nigeria every year. Couldn't be bothered. I don't go. And <laughs> that's the truth. And I told her, I said, I can feel it that God wants me to go to Nigeria. God wants me to go and see my brother. God wants me to go and see him before he goes. And she said, okay, if it's God that's asking you to go, then go. I didn't have a Nigerian passport. I went and made passport, bought my ticket, went to Nigeria. I spent two wonderful weeks with him every day I saw him. So I'm glad God prepared me for him. What God prepared me without my knowing for this. That is why I'm still grateful and joyful in the God that I serve. He's a good God. So one person who I want to talk about a lot is Paul. Paul in the Bible. Paul of the New Testament. You know, Paul is somebody who knew about joy. He didn't feel joyful at all times, but he knew and purposed to live a joyful life. 
He went, uh, when I look at the Bible, the little I know about the Bible, when I'm reading it, he's one of the people I know suffered more than any other person. There's nothing he didn't go through. He was beaten, he was flogged, he, he had shipwrecked, they almost burnt him alive. Today they will call him, um, one minute they called, say, say he was a god, the next they wanted to burn him alive. He was chained. There's nothing he didn't go through. But if you read the books that he wrote, the book of Philippians, the book of First and Second Thessalonians, the book of Colossians, the book of Galatians, he is always about joy. In my affliction, I, I, I go through this affliction, I'm not worried but because I have joy in me. It was always, always, it was always about joy. And you wonder, how did he, because if you see where he was coming from, a, a, a lawyer, part of the Sahendrin, he was the, what we call an A-class celebrity now. That's what he was. To what he's going through now, at times he has no food. He had to rely on people to feed him. He, 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 will, speak of, he will speak of Christ. The Christ that told him, speak about me. Speak about me to the Gentiles. He spoke to him. He spoke to the Gentiles. They rejected him. They found a way to flog him, to beat him, to imprison him. He spoke to the Jews. Oh my God, their hearts were hardened. They were even worse than the Gentiles. He went back again, but God sent him. But yet, affliction after affliction, humiliation after humiliation, starvation after starvation. There's nothing. There was a time he was sick. He prayed. He said, I prayed so much, but on this occasion, God did not timid feet to heal me, but he didn't lose his joy. He walked in joy. Towards the end of his life, he was in prison. He was still writing about joy. He was telling us, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. And I'm going, God, what a man. He was an incredible man. He was, I don't know how to describe him, but he had the joy of God in his heart all the time. And that is God's will for you and I, to have joy, to have joy in our heart. Joy that is gladness in God. It's the joy of the Lord. The joy, not, it's the joy of the Lord. That is what Paul had. That is why he was in faith. He didn't, he, 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 he didn't, it's not like he wasn't sad. He cried at times. He was, he, he was flogged, he cried. He was afraid, but he never lost the joy. Because his eyes were focused. He knew where he was going to. He knew the reason why he was doing what he was doing. So because of that, he could hold on to, the, to that joy. And you and I can do that. You and I can do that. We can hold on to the joy of God if we are determined, if we walk by the word of God. Where does our source? What, what is the source of your joy and my joy? The source of our joy, very clear, it's not from any man, it's not from any government, it's not from any woman, it's not from any school, any institution. The source of our joy is from God. It's from God, it's from the Holy Spirit, it's from Jesus Christ. That's, it's, if, you have, if your joy comes from there, it will not be shaken cannot be shaken if you hold on to to where your joy comes from. The source of the joy matters. The source of the joy matters. It's not, it's not just, um, I come to you 
um, ah, whenever they sing that particular song, oh my God, I'm so joyful. No, <laughs> that's not joy. You're happy. You're high. <laughs> but that's not joy. The joy should come from the giver of the song, and the giver of the song is Jehovah, God Almighty. From um, the same um, source of joy. From if, if we go again to John 15:11, Jesus was very um, sure. He said it. I have told you. I have told you that this, so that my joy may be in you. It's not the joy from the government. The joy from Theresa May or Brexit is the joy from God. And he says, I have told you this so that my joy will be from you and that your joy will be complete. When the joy comes from God, when joy comes from God, it's complete. When something is complete, it means there's no, no nothing to be added to it. It is a fool. It's full. There's nothing that's the fullness, some will care so that your joy will be full. When a cup is full, there's nothing you can add to it. As you add to it, you stop pouring, stop pouring. So when God gives you that joy, you don't need any more joy. Again, joy comes also from the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit in Galatians, in the book of Galatians, Galatians 5, it tells us that joy is a fruit of, his, of the spirit. So it's not like it said, if you have the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, then you will have the joy of God. I'm so glad that of recent, pastors been very particular about us praying in the spirit. When we pray in the spirit, those things that trouble us that we don't even know how to give words to, the Holy Spirit we take and groan, with groaning and murmuring, he will take it to God the Father. So to, to have the Holy Spirit in you is really important. Like we teach in, in, um, in, 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 um, in our learning and development class, discipleship, that there you have baptism into Jesus Christ, baptism into the Holy Spirit. So it's really important that, that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. One of the fruits of receiving the fruit of the Holy, the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the fruit. You will manifest the spirit, the fruit of joy. Where there's joy, there cannot be sadness. Where there's joy, there's no darkness. Where there's joy, you, are, you, are, you attract people. Where there's joy, there's progress. Where there's joy, there's a vision. That is what the Holy Spirit gives to us, the fruit of the Spirit. God Almighty himself, as I told you, it comes from, you can say it comes from, the three of them are one and the same. God gives us joy. Joy comes from God. If we go to Romans, Romans the book of Romans 15, 13, 1513. Okay. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So God can fill you with joy and fill you with peace. The peace, the joy, we are, the unhindered joy we are talking about is the joy that comes from God, which no man can hinder. So God gives us joy. Again, you can find joy, joy in the kingdom of God 
I think pastor taught us a lot about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is where? Where did pastor, if you can remember, the kingdom of God is in us. The kingdom of God is in us. And joy comes from being, a part, from being when you are part and parcel of the kingdom of God, then you, that means you carry the kingdom of God in you and you find joy. That was one of the places that um, Paul found joy. He, in the book of Colossians, Colossians 1, 23 to 24. Colossians 1, 23 to 24. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held, held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Next verse, please. Now I rejoice in, in what was suffered for you, and I fill up my flesh, what is still is still lacking in regards to Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, which is the which is the church. Paul, an ordinary man like you and I, he was filled with joy because people heard about the kingdom of God and caught it, caught the kingdom of God and became part of the body of Christ. In, even in his affliction, he was happy. As long as people are giving their lives to Christ, as long as the kingdom of God is expanding, as long as we are growing spiritually, there is joy. Each and of, when you come in, when you come into church and look at, and look at the service and it's grown and you can't, you can't recognize everybody, the seats are all taken off, you should be happy because the kingdom of God is increasing. When you hear a member has given birth, you should be happy because pastor has always said it, by birth or by evangelism, the kingdom of God has to increase. You should be happy. You should feel joy. Joy in the kingdom of just that the kingdom of God is expanding. It doesn't matter what your circumstance is at that particular time. Just be glad because the kingdom of God is expanding and increasing. Being, that's, that's, um, that's, that's, that's um, um, being part and parcel of the kingdom brings joy to you. The psalmist says that a day... In the press, in the court of the Lord, is better than ten thousand days elsewhere. So, just being in the church should bring should bring you joy. It's a source of joy. The word, the word of God, is must be, because that's what what Jesus was telling them there, to, so that their joy would be full. Is is his, his word? It's his word. The word of God is a source of joy. Uh, for me, it is a source of joy. Like I, I, when, when I was crying, as I'm crying, I carry my Bible and start reading. I get encouraged. And sorrow goes. And joy replaces sorrow. Heaviness replaces. And joy replaces heavy, heaviness. Because I enjoy reading. I enjoy studying the Bible. And oh, 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 it was a great, it was a great, it was a source of Comfort is a source of joy to me. And I can tell you, if you read the word of God, there is hope and you find joy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, this joy uh, is 
What can hinder this joy? After all, the joy comes from God. What can hinder, hinder us from experiencing continuous joy? A few things can hinder us. First and foremost, sin. Sin hinders joy. Because joy, you experience joy given to you by God. He said in his presence, there's joy. God and sin, whether we like it or not, God and sin cannot coexist. Light and darkness cannot coexist. He says that God is a holy God. He cannot behold on holiness. You, no matter how you wrap it up, no matter how you paint it, I say it, we are in the, in, the, in, 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 in the dispensation of grace, in the dispensation of mercy. God and sin don't cohabit. There's no relationship between sin and God. So where there is sin, you can never be joyful. You, can ne you cannot even be happy because you know as a believer that what you are doing is wrong. First of all, you are anxious. Will they see me? Will I be caught? Should I really be doing this? Even what you think you are enjoying, when you let, once, once you leave there, you, when you are thinking about the repercussion of what you've done, it's just taking away all the joy, all the, all the happiness from you. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, please. Hebrews 12, 1, 1 to 2. Okay, good. Therefore, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that has been set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Paul is telling us here that we need to lay aside every weight, every sin that entangles us. Because when we are entangled by sin, we cannot find the joy that Christ went to the cross for. I can't overemphasize it, my sound going on too much, but sin separates us from from God. And when you're in a state of sin, not only will you not experience the joy of God, if God says this is it, as the Bible tells us, it's death, and after that there's judgment. Will you be in that? Will you, where will you be? Because of just one sin that you think is enjoyment. So joy, sin steals our enjoyment completely. Again, another thing that steals our enjoyment, uh, that still steals our joy, is unforgiveness. Where there's, I think we dealt with unforgiveness in, in um, Bible Connect this past Wednesday. And most of the leaders, I could see what they are. This was intense. This was serious. This was, but the, the truth is, you can't experience joy in where there's unforgiveness. When, when you see the person, you're angry. You're angry. Or even if you're not, you're not angry, you're not the person that offended them. They offended you. But when you see them coming, say, I'm, not, I'm not just going to be a hypocrite now and, 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 and be smiling as if I'm not angry. So you run away from that person. So <laughs> that person has stolen your joy. That's for unforgiveness has stolen your peace. No, Christ knew this and he said it. 
He said, if anybody offends you, even if you remember that it's not you that offended your sister, but your sister offended you, go leave the sacrifice there and go and reconcile. Go and apologize for something that you didn't do so that we have the peace of God. That's Mark, you can read that in your time, Mark 11, 25 and 26. Another thing that where our joy is completely stolen is when our heart is turned away from God. When our heart is turned away from God, whether it now becomes a heart of stone or whatever heart it becomes, it steals your joy. Somebody whose joy was stolen when his heart turned away was King Solomon in the book of First Kings. At the beginning of First Kings, Solomon loved God. His name means the one God loves. Solomon loved God and God loved Solomon. He, could, he, he did everything. He built a temple that no one has built ever since for God. In, 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 in chapter 6 of First King, he tells us that when he wanted to put, where he wanted to put the Ark of the Covenant, he prepared it specially because that's where the presence of God is. Then we didn't carry God in our heart. The Ark of the Covenant represented the, the presence of God. He, it said he did extra preparation. He did it extra because his heart was with God. So where God had to sit, had to be well and thoroughly prepared. But towards the end of his life, in First King 11, he said, Solomon's heart was turned away from God, had turned away from God. He was no longer with God because he disobeyed God. His heart turned away from God because he was disobedient. Everything God told him not to do, he did. He married the women that God said they should never marry. He, 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 did, he made alliances with kings that God said they should never do king, make uh, alliances with. He disobeyed, completely disobeyed God. And the Bible said his heart was turned away from God. Solomon had over 500 wives, over 700 concubines, but he knew no joy. He knew no peace. He had no joy. You would think a man with so many women, anyone, big, fat, black, tall, short, anyone, he had this rich he had all of them but he didn't have any joy because his heart had turned away from God. God was no longer present in his life and where God is not present there's no joy. He, in the end he died a, a very disillusioned person. All those things that he thought would bring him more power, all the beautiful Miss Moabat, Miss Egypt, Miss Iran, <laughs> None of them, none of them. I can imagine. Can you just imagine how his harem must have been? Everybody fighting for attention. I have not seen, seen. I have not seen the color of his bedroom for the past three years. It's my turn, and uh, he must eat my food. I must sit near him. His joy was stolen. If only he had listened to God. <laughs> if only he had listened to God. He had been obedient. He would have had. His, his legacy would be more than what he has now. We say, oh, he's the, he was the richest he, king. He had so much wisdom, but he did not choose wisely. And therefore, his joy was stolen. Persecution. Persecution is another area where our joy can be, can be stolen. Um, Pastor Fatmata shared with us in our Bible Connect 
that he, she had a holy, unrighteous anger towards the people that bombed Sri Lanka. <laughs> he was really angry because those people were being persecuted. She was angry on their behalf. But God said we should not be angry. God said we should be forgiving. So she had to learn to, to, to forgive. It's not in her place. Because Christ told us, Christ um, told us that in, in the book of Luke, I can't remember the where, in the book of Luke 6.22, 6.22, Luke 6.22, he told us that troubles will come that persecution will, become, will come for his name's sake. But can, you, can we put this here? Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Next verse, please. Rejoice in that day. Leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their fathers treated the prophet. It can, be, it, it, it can be very difficult to rejoice in the face of persecution, in the face of knowing that you are doing the right thing. It can be really, really difficult. You want to revenge. You want to, you, you, you want to, to take matters into your hand. But Christ is saying, no, just rejoice. Be glad. Be happy. It doesn't matter. So people might persecute you, might do what we annoy you. Don't be angry, Christ has said, because don't let them steal your joy. Their, their, their intention is to steal your joy. Don't let them steal your joy. Cares and worries of, the, of this world can steal your joy. When I was preparing for this message, I came across a blog that Minister Ayo used to do long ago. This particular blog, he did it in 2012. When I find something that I call my nuggets, I keep them as part of my nuggets, and I was reading them. Uh, and I was reading his blog, and he said, he, when he came into, into, into the office, and his team members, he said, one after the other, what's happened to you? Why are you so miserable? Where's your joy? At different places in the office. He didn't realize that, you know, he was no longer how he was. That he was not ex exhibiting joy like he normally would. He didn't realize that he had become, according to him, miserable. He would, because of the cares and worries of, of, of life. He, 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 he let that steal his joy because of circumstances that he was going through, personal circumstances that he was going through. He no longer showed joy. He didn't even know he had lost his joy. He said, I lost my joy and I did not know. Don't lose your joy because of circumstances. I can assure you what looks like a big deal, a massive deal today, can become something really small. When I was waiting on God to have my first child, and I was having miscarriages after miscarriage, I had five miscarriages before I had my first son. Now, when, I, when I'm screaming and shouting at him and worried about one thing or the other, it looks really small compared to what I went through 20 years, 20 years ago. 
So don't let, I, I can remember when I, was, when I was going through it, I'll, I'll pray, I'll pray, I will fast. I, at times, when, I, when, <laughs> when Pastor Dodi will walk in and see me on my knees, praying, praying, speaking in tongues, I say, what is the problem? <laughs> it's only a child, what is the problem? I say, you don't understand. I've got to, I've got to seek the face of God. No, it was a, it was battle royale. <laughs> I, I needed to destroy the enemies so that I can come through. But when I look at it today, I'm glad I went through it because I'm able to use it to encourage people, and I'm able to tell them, if God can do it for me, who am I? Why wouldn't He do it for you? He will do it for you. Don't let what you are going through today. Still your joy. God is still God. He's still on the He's still on the throne. And lastly, the enemy can steal your joy. That's the handwork of the devil. In the book of Ephesians, it tells us that the devil is like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour. He wants to he wants you to be miserable. Just like how he made Job miserable. If Job wasn't careful, he would have cursed God. From, because he attacked Job through his wife, through his family, through everything. Just to steal the joy of Job because he was faithful to God. The enemy is still there. In the book of Zechariah, if we can go there please. Zechariah chapter 5, six to, uh, 5 to 8 please. Zechariah chapter 5. Then the angel who was speaking to me came forward and said to me, look up and see what what this is. That is appearing. I asked, what is it? He replied, it is a measuring basket. And he added, this is the iniquity of the people throughout the land. Then the cover of the lid was raised. And there in the basket sat a woman. And he said, this is wickedness. And he pushed her back into the basket and pushed the lid cover down over its mouth. Next verse, please. Then I looked up, and there before me were two women with the wing, with the wind in their wings. They had wings like those of a stock, and they lifted up the basket between heaven and earth. Where are they taking the basket? I asked the angel who was speaking to me. He replied, to the country of the Babylonians, to build a house for it. When it is ready, the basket will be set there in its place. The enemy is a very wicked enemy. He carried a basket of wickedness to go and dump in the land of Babylon. I don't, I don't know if you've read about the Babylonians. It was a seat of wickedness. It was a seat of wickedness. And that is why. They didn't know, if you are not careful... We carry the basket and dump it at your doorstep, but that is not, because we have God in us, they will not succeed. The angel of God will always direct, will blow the wind of the basket away from you. But that is what the enemy does. He wants to steal your joy. So you have to be careful, you have to protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yourself in prayer, protect yourself in the word. Don't let them steal your joy. Finally, how do you maintain joy? I'll do this really quickly. Psalm 1221. Psalm 1221 says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The house of God. 
you find succor, you find comfort, and you find peace. Where there's peace, there's joy. Um, again, like I said, my brother died on Tuesday, and on Friday, people were telling me, are you going to church? Are you sure you want to go to church? But I knew deep in my heart, I wasn't doing it because I have to go to church. If I didn't, go to, if I didn't come for that Friday service, can I show you, Pastor Bola and Pastor Eddie would have understood that, that I didn't want to face it. But deep in my heart, I knew, I told my daughter, when she was saying, Mom, are you sure I will stay with you at home? I said, no. I find joy and comfort in the sanctuary of God. And that was it. As long as I was here dancing away and listening to the word, didn't remember, I found my peace. And I'm sure you will. I don't know what you're going through, but come to the sanctuary of God. Psalm 1 says, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord because there's something there for you. Psalm 73 is one of my, I think 73 is one of my favorite psalm and Pastor Bola dealt with, the, with that psalm um, not too long ago about the man who was disillusioned about the way things are. And he said, I came to the sanctuary and things became clear to me. He found his joy, he found his peace in the sanctuary. You also can find your joy in the, in the sanctuary, worshiping, worship. Uh, when I mean worship, praise and worship is good, but worshiping God, honoring God, adoring God is, it is another place where you will find peace. When you worship God for whom he is, not for what you are going through, not for what he has given to you, but that he is God almighty that is not comparable to another, that he's God that is unchanging, that he's God that, that has created you and has your well-being in, 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 in his heart for you. I'm telling you, we experience joy. There's always joy when you worship God with all that you have and all that you are. That is Psalm 101-2, verse 1-2, Psalm 101-2. Please read that in your own time. Deuteronomy 16. Can I have that up, please? Deuteronomy 16-15. Deuteronomy 16-15. This is a command from God. It's to honor him. He said, seven days you shall keep a sacred feast to the Lord your God in the place which the Lord chooses. Because the Lord would, Lord your God will bless you in all, in all you produce and in all the works of your hands so that you will surely rejoice. Or so, another version said, so that you will have joy. God has commanded us to honor him, sacrifice to him, worship him. And he will give you joy. He will bless the works of your hand. So he will give you joy and he will make sure you progress. Unhindered progress. You can receive unhindered progress. I'm not dealing with progress, but you can receive unhindered progress if you continually honor God with all that you have and all that you are. And another one is, is presence of God. Psalm 16:11. Psalm 16:11. Is the presence of God. In the presence of God, there's joy. Presence of God, there can be no sorrow. Because Paul knew that he, had, he carried the presence of God with him. That was why he was able to, in spite of all the difficulties, in spite of all the challenges and humiliation, he was not sad. 
He didn't allow sorrow to take over his life because he, ha- he knew what it was to have to carry the presence of God. And finally is the joy. Um, Hebrew, Hebrew 12, 2, sorry. Hebrew 12, 2, we read that before, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Jesus went to cross, went to the cross, even went in pain, even when he was, he said, Lord, Lord, why have thou forsaken me? Even, you know, but he was still joyful because of the thing that was set before him. What was that thing that was set before Christ? That when he goes on that cross and he dies and he resurrects, man that has been separated from God since the time of Adam and Eve will be reconciled back to him. That joy that we can now approach God directly without going from the holies of holies, without waiting for a prophet that they will tie a rope in his leg, leg so that he can go into the holy of holies. So when he cannot shake it, you know that he's dead. Without waiting for that prophet, you can go directly to God. For that joy, Christ went to the cross. Cross was not a good, it wasn't, it wasn't a beautiful thing. It was humiliating, it was painful, it was degrading, but yet Christ found joy because of what was at the end of it. So if we fix our eyes on the cross of Christ, if we fix our eyes on God, our joy will be maintained. Don't fix your eyes on your circumstance. God never, ever promised that we will not go through challenge. If, if, if you know where it is in the Bible that God says that because you are a believer, that you will not go through challenges, that you will not go through hardship. It's the God that said there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to live and a time to die. But in all that, retain your joy. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. It's in your hand. You know where, what the source is, and you know how to protect your joy. Walk in joy, not just for just this not just for this month. Let your joy, let no man, let no woman, let no policy, let no organization, let no government steal the joy. For the joy of the Lord is yours, it's your strength. It energizes you, it, en- it enables you. Keep it, protect it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.